to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm the martyr and the main character. And that is from Miss Heather Gay, who I think has not read the Reddit comments. Isn't it weird that Whitney and Lisa seem like the most self-aware people of the four that are there? Shocking. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. We are also joined by my lovely friend and my co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Well, speaking to what I just said, here is my tagline, and guess who it's for? I put the mess in Don't Shoot the Messenger. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, great. That was great. Neither of you guessed, but that's... (laughs) Whitney! (laughs) No, it's Meredith. Oh. (laughs) You didn't use the accent, so we were perplexed. I put the mess. (laughs) We are also joined by Julia via phone this week from far, far away. My lovely sister and our co-host. I'm not flashing my friends. They're just checking for lizards. I did a Potomac one. And that's all the women of the Potomac who flash their friends. Okay. <laughs> um, Really fast. I don't want to talk about this when we get into Salt Lake City because it's way too dark. I just want to point out a Salt Lake City flashing moment. Heather says when trying to recount what happened during Black Eye Gate... Well, all I remember is we talked about how Marilyn Monroe, because yeah. we were on our Marilyn Monroe night, died naked. So we all flashed each other. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that is the darkest thing I've ever heard. And I'm sick this week. So maybe this week of Bravo seemed like a fever dream to me. But this was bizarre. Both episodes that we're going to cover today just was a whirlwind. Do you guys want to start with Salt Lake City? Yes. Yes. Okay. Salt Lake City, um, Heather is usually a season fave and then crashes and burns during the reunion. However, mm-hmm. she has been absolutely terrible this entire season. Will she be good at the yeah, reunion? So w- will the reverse be true? So far, this is a different reunion, Heather, than I've, I've ever seen. And I think that's mm-hmm. mo- mainly the, the, the black eye gate, as you called yes. it, is somehow gotten more confusing. She's playing four-dimensional chess, if I may be so bold, with this black eye, to where I think she's even forgotten what she's supposed to and not supposed to be recalling. But I'm pretty sure that my checkmate is Jen did it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think our only kind of going back, and I can't remember why she said this, but the only glimpse of past reunion, Heather, that we really got is when Heather gets accused of doing something shitty. And she says, and if that, if you're going to crucify me for that, then so be it. She's also standing up for post non-innocent guilty Jen. Jen Shaw. Like, yeah. like in a pretty hard way to hear if you were an elder who was taken advantage of financially. Yeah, and she keeps falling back on... Now, I'm not going to judge her and her journey post-leaving the church, but her main reason for not revealing what happened or like not wanting to get into it is because she feels great shame over blacking mm-hmm. out is the dumbest excuse. Oh, yes. And does not track with someone who just wrote a book, like an entire expose on why the church is bad and like all the shame that she's dealt with. Like, why is this the thing that she's, that's preventing her from talking about it? It's it's stupid. All all roads lead to Jen doing it. 
Yeah, souls of that. A hundred percent. And I want to say really fast, we have a glimpse of next episode. I was really hoping this was going to be a two-parter. It's not. It's a three. Hopefully just three. Heather is going to say that she's in litigation with the Mormon church. Um, What that just means is the Mormon church is starting to sue people who use the word Mormon. um, And they're trying to go away from that. So it's like, it's not like she's like divulging secrets. It's just they don't want the bad PR. It's just that she titled her book Bad Mormon. Exactly. So literally Mm -hmm. that. Um, Good time, girl. (laughs) <laughs> actually would have been a better yeah. title would have been a good title but she would she wouldn't have wanted to give lisa that much credit no um I, I have to say something about heather and meredith having the moral superiority over the group while because they stood that like with jen as she pleaded guilty i know and <laughs> then they're saying uh-huh. oh her dumping champagne on angie's head was funny Bullshit, Meredith. You would not let that go if that happened to you. <sighs> Meredith refused to be in a car with Jen when she and hired a private investigator last season. Meredith is so full of shit, it's insane. The only thing I can think of, and I was really watching all of these women and how the part where the Angies and the everyone's was saying, well, I couldn't call Lisa because Jen would have gotten pissed. Jen controlled all of these women in a three-way call middle school extravaganza. Like she Mm -hmm. had power. None of them have. And I am worried for next season because I don't know if we appreciated how much behind the scenes work Jen was doing. And I think we're going to feel her loss greatly. And the only thing I can think of is that Heather and Meredith are trying to become one Jen. Yeah. That's, that's not going to last, though. Meredith already is slipping because Meredith, after the whole, like, well, I blacked out and I feel great shame over that. Meredith was like, I'm so confused because we all, like, had one drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, that goes with what Lisa said. Were you guys shocked when the popping pills turned out to be ketamine? (laughs) What? I thought we were talking about like Ambien or Xanax. Fucking ketamine. I was also shocked. Oh, go for it. That they called. Were you shocked, Alex, that they called Jin as the reliable witness for truth telling? And like that's pled guilty. That's probably the one time we're going to hear from Jen this reunion is for that, for another like way to dump on Lisa, which by the way, I get, we love Lisa yes. on this podcast. Let's I know. It. We love her. We all, but, we all do have uh, Lisa Barlow shirts that I got us yes, for Christmas. Yes, you do. We do. Lisa Barlow shirts. <laughs> but I, I am so annoyed and he's done this every union. So for some reason, Andy really lets them pile mm-hmm. on Lisa too. Which he doesn't need to do, one, because Lisa does, like, inserting herself in everything and kind of <laughs> gets herself in trouble when she doesn't yeah. need to. But, like, he really doesn't challenge, he, I, even with, like, the black eye thing, he could have gone even further. He doesn't challenge Meredith and um, Heather on anything. And when, like, the pill-popping thing was brought up, I was like, okay, they're going to get into, like, why Meredith was, like... Hi, all season. Um <laughs> Well, and also, like, making disparaging, like, remarks about, like, oh, like, Lisa needs mm-hmm. help, she needs counseling and all that. And so yeah. he, like, lets her off the hook with that and then ends up piling on Lisa. And then we spend, like, 10, 15 minutes on the pill-popping thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? He was looking at Lisa in a certain way. I think he, she used to bother him. 
Mm-hmm. But I think he kind of is starting to like Lisa now, but not that much. But like they at BravoCon, there are banners that say "Baby Gorgeous" on them. No mm-hmm. other. There's no Shaw Amazing banner. Well, you know not what I mean? now. Like there's no other, <laughs> especially not now. Um, my favorite part of the reunion so far is the insinuation that John Barlow, quote unquote was out of control. <laughs> I would pay an undisclosed amount of money to see what that means. <laughs> and like Angie Angie H, we know that she's a liar, but to hear that he was acting psycho and almost got removed. No. Just no. no. I'm sure his cheeks got like a little flush or something. Yeah, he said no. And that Angie H is trying to say, like, you can't talk about my husband. Don't call his moral character into this conspiracy theory. I think Angie H's husband didn't create the show. You think he took the fall? I think she did. I think he took the fall because she keeps forgetting that he got played for that. This was based on him crying during the (laughs) Coach Shaw apology. Yes. yes, he couldn't even get through an apology without breaking down into tears. They should have questioned him then. My favorite part about the reunion is a simple, sweet reunion and bit. And that is when Lisa and Whitney are in the trailer together and decide that they have to be sitting next together together because no one else would sit with Lisa. And Lisa kind of chuckling mm. about this, like, I really do like her. I'm a huge Lisa fan. She's, yeah, she's real. Um, can I point something out about mm. that? No one else would, meeting the other two women. <laughs> there is nobody in this cast. I'll also say the funniest thing about the Whitney-Lisa uh, alliance... They hold hands. Is that, is that Whitney 100% still is one of the people that was perpetuating the rumors about <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I like that we all just decided that's okay. We're moving on from that. No, she's, her battle is like the semantics of it all. No, we're, we're <laughs> fine with that. Um, and we got to solve the great Dana mystery. Dana is Heather's friend from Beauty Lab. We kind of remembered mm-hmm. that. And we're like, wait, was she? So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Dana's going to make it. They cut all her She really went after Jen and tried to hold her accountable in a way that no one else is willing to do. I know. Why didn't they keep that in the episode? That was great. Why did they cut that? I don't know. They cut weird stuff this season. Maybe Jenny was standing right there and that's all they could yeah. get. I don't know how long Jenny's there for. Like, I don't know what I doubt she was there by Jenny. then. I'm sure. I mean, had to have been before San Diego. Did they, what were the trips they went on before San Arizona. Diego? Arizona. Scottsdale, yeah. Right. Jenny might have gone to, I don't know. It'd be interesting. We'll never know, probably. All right. Are we ready to move on over to Potomac? Yes. Oh, yeah, this one's crazy. So I had to text Jillian Alex and say, if you haven't watched Potomac yet, I need you to do me a favor and take notes because I watched it with my jaw on the floor and forgot to take notes. I just got to enjoy it. Um, I did try to jot down a couple really fast. And number one is I'd like to apologize to Miss Robert Dixon because I talked a lot of shit last episode. Turns out she is married. <laughs> but... She's right, pulling Karen. this shit of Shay <laughs> and getting married at somebody else's wedding. That is so funny. The day after. Oh. And it's like. Isn't that literally what Sheena did? There's no way that this. No, Sheena ended up having like a big wedding in Mexico, but they were thinking about 
tacking on their wedding okay. to um, James Kennedy and Raquel's engagement party. But they decided not to. But then okay. Bravo that said, no, 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 we'll reminder. film it next season. Mm-hmm. And they were like, great, we'll take that. But no, I feel like it's a bold move, especially because I believe we get to witness her. We're the fifth witness. It's Juan, Robin, the two sons, and us. Bravo. Okay, do you guys want to hear a dramatic retelling of the Juan Dixon scandal? Yes. All right. Act, act one. Karen tells Ashley that Juan has a girlfriend that looks exactly like Karen. Hmm, the audience thinks. Maybe. Act two. Ashley tells Robin, who laughs it off. The audience thinks. Oh, never mind. Probably not true. Act three. Robin calls Juan to tell him the hilarious rumor, and Juan loses his mind. Oh, he absolutely has a Karen Doppelganger girlfriend, the audience thinks. Alex, what do you think? Well, I want to go back to Robin's laugh, which was such like an evil laugh. It felt like we were witnessing the birth of a new person. That like, Something cracked within her when she laughed before she called Juan. To the point where I was like, Robin knows this is real. That's exactly what I was thinking. Alex, I totally agree with you. It made me think for sure that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mix of that with like the, she knows that this person's real and the audacity for Karen to say that she looks like her. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the funniest it kind of, part. It kind of overshadows the whole scandal for her. It made me forget what else happened to the episode. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Alex, what are your other thoughts when watching this episode of Potomac? Well, you know, sometimes when a Bravo episode hits, it really hits and achieves like high art, like poetry. And when writing notes for this episode, I was writing um, direct quotes from the episode, such as a blue eyed man in redskins gear. I mean, (laughs) phrases like that. Um, I think that there is no better bravo show when it comes to just getting the cast around a table together and seeing what happens potomac has the most exciting dinner conversations of any Mm -hmm. one of these shows and this was up there with the best i think one of my favorite things about the dinner conversations that potomac has is crazy drama and then at a certain point the food comes and all the ladies just kind of decide all right we're done we're gonna eat now so like it doesn't drag on i just love that we're keeping it moving yeah, and, like, there are so many, like, resolutions that you don't see coming, usually, in these really heated things. Like, who would have thought in, like, this episode that, like, Mia and Wendy were going to have, like, a, <laughs> a bonding moment? My favorite dinner moment was when Karen and Robin are having a scream fight. And while this is going, the women pass each other shots of tequila, cheers each other. And then take the shot. And mm-hmm. Karen and Robin do not miss a beat. And they are sitting quite far away from each other. Mm-hmm. This is business as usual for this cast. Mm-hmm. They do this it like really every episode. Is, it's such a good cast. It's such a strong cast. Um, Sharice needs to get out of there. She just, it's so embarrassing for everybody. She's there because she built Real Housewives of Potomac. And sadly, like, I feel like she needs to treat this like she's a mother and her children have all graduated from high school and now they're in college. They've outgrown Mm -hmm. her, clearly. Now, I would like to call attention to an episode that we recorded maybe two years ago 
when Real Housewives of New York was on, maybe season 12, um, and Jill Zarin made a surprise appearance. And Julia said, there was a point where I couldn't imagine Real Housewives of New York without Jill Zarin, and now here she is, and she just doesn't fit in anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about Sharice. She might have been there in the beginning, but I feel like it's outgrown her. Elizabeth, we spent a whole season watching her put together a champagne room. It was always too big for poor Cherise. Ouch. All right. With that sick burn, are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Um, my award this week comes with a warning. It is uh, a little triggering, so get ready. But Alex has already alluded to it. My Ramonaism award goes to Karen for saying that she was surrounded by a lot of redskins when referring to a lot of <laughs> redskin fans, as in the mm-hmm. football team. So, <laughs> I mean, out of context, not great. Alex, your award. I'm bringing back an old one. I'm bringing back the Detective Doty Award. And Woo-hoo! this week it goes to none other than Whitney, who, when asked what she thinks went down with the black eye, her definitive statement on the matter... I believe she had an accident and blacked out. Beat. Or Jen hit her. (laughs) Now, Alex, I would like to call attention to this is the second time that Whitney Rose has voiced this amazing opinion. At the moment of the black eye, Whitney felt bold enough to say, I think either she hit her eye on something or someone hit her. (laughs) Julia, what was your award for this week? My award is going to be the Bullshit Detector Award. And I'm going to give this to Robin because when she called last episode LaDom a bullshitter, LaDom defends herself by making up more bullshit about Robin and Juan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To let everyone know she has a good character. And to defend herself. <laughs> Bullshit detector. Ding, 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 ding. What an amazing cast. Uh, we will be back next week with, I think, the same two shows. And then entering February, we're getting all sorts of new stuff. And Jersey next week, though, right? Is Jersey next week? I thought Jersey was in February. Jersey, it's they have like the whole recap episode, Alex. Oh, okay. And then the next week we get episode one. It's episode oh. zero, yeah, zero next week. Yeah, I might watch it for fun, but we don't have to. If I remember correctly, we are getting Vanderpump Rules, Jersey, and Summer House within the same week. My God. (laughs) So it's going to be crazy. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at like uncool podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.